1: You're listening to Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall. This program is designed to center you on the kingdom of God, to equip you with faith in Jesus Christ, and to unveil the truth behind the lies. This program is a production of Bride Ministries, and you can find us at www.bridemovement.com. Folks, this has been a whirlwind here. Uh, there has been so much that has happened this year. We have had breakthroughs. We have had increase. We've had attacks. We've had all kinds of stuff go on. And you know what? In the midst of all of that, we have seen the Lord do amazing things, profound things. The, the number of testimonies we have gotten this year is uh, uh, s- simply, I don't, I don't have a number for it. We, we just can't get so much incoming. Uh, so many people have been moved, touched, empowered, and questions answered by what we have done. We're, we're praising God for that. That's what you call fruit. And, um, you know, the the reality is, folks, the Bible says you will know them by their fruit. And we at Bired Ministries are very interested in bearing fruit on behalf of our Lord Jesus Christ. And you know, uh, we've launched this year the Fireplace Church, which continues to run. This week, we will not be having the Fireplace Church. Why? Because, well, there is a holiday that many of you will be celebrating called Christmas. And um, we're going to be taking that weekend off at Bride Ministries and uh, meeting back up with you the next weekend at New Year's. And, of course, New Year's is Saturday night. New Year's Day is Sunday. We'll be having services Um, That weekend still. And then continuing throughout 2017 to run the Fireplace Church where every night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, Fridays and Sundays, you will be able to participate in Internet-based ministry service followed by live Internet-based moderated discussion groups with our awesome, awesome moderators. folks we just want to say thank you to those of you that have supported us throughout this year we have done a lot we've grown a lot we have been able to bring on staff we've been able to do more Um, we've been able to keep up with the influx of uh, all of the uh, responses we get and uh, take time to send each of you that have contributed to us financially at least through our internet um, donation buttons personal thank yous and you know we, we just really love being able to do that and correspond with you that way I want to let you know that in 2017, we plan to expand more. Folks, there is a lot to do. We we plan to expand into more media. We plan to expand into the DID coaching school next year. I have vision to, to launch a prayer response team. Um, to create more conferences. We actually plan to do conferencing about once a month throughout the entire year of 2017 to train, to equip, and to release you to be more effective ministers in your sphere of influence. And so Bride Ministries, we're really looking at becoming that equipping center in 2017 and also continuing to do the warfare that we do um, for those that we are fighting for. And so um, I just want to say I am really excited. This year has been amazing. I anticipate next year is going to be even more incredible. And... Look, you have an opportunity to partner with all that we are doing financially at our websites, BrideMovement.com or org, or by writing to us at P.O. Box 362-Texas-75569. If you're looking for um, some good reading material, don't forget, I'm also a published author and I have several books, uh, Noah's Ark and the End of Days, Kingdom of Government and the Promise of Sheep Nations. Also, Uh, Higher Dimensions, Parallel Dimensions, and the Spirit Realm. We will be launching discipleship groups again the third week of uh, January. And we have the uh, idea in mind to turn each one of those discipleship courses into a book that um, then will become available uh, because the material is just so rich. And um, in 2017, I'm also looking at possibly releasing uh, another book called The Kingdom of God and um, a book that... Rob Ruckert and I are looking at co-authoring uh, in order to detail how to do some of the uh, uh, DID coaching that we do, some foundational principles and all of that. So, so we're working out like a lot of things. I mean, there's so much on the agenda, folks, a lot to be excited about. With that said, today we're going to be talking again with Robert Van Dries Mitchell, Illuminati Defector. My gosh, his information has just been incredible. He has some more for you. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall. Truth with Dan DeVall. And folks, I am really excited to get into part six of Robert Van Dreist Mitchell's testimony. It's just been such an incredible adventure as we've journeyed with him through five previous programs, discussing where he's come from and and what he's been through. Now, Robert Van Dreist Mitchell is an Illuminati defector and he has spent the better part of his life over 40 years under active programming before breaking free and finding salvation by grace through faith in jesus christ uh robert was introduced to me a number of years ago and we began working together to find deliverance and healing and the truth about his story um with the power of jesus christ and um, he is one of the number of survivors that is receiving help through Bride Ministries. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, I am just so in awe of Robert and his bravery. I respect him greatly for his ability to continue to persevere. His challenges have been Incredible, folks. You have to understand, he has really had to overcome a lot to get to this point where he is able to share information at all. And, um, you know, Robert, I just want to welcome you back to Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall.
2: Welcome. It's it's a pleasure back to be uh, on your show, Daniel. And, yes, you said a lot has happened. And, as I said, it's always a pleasure to be on your show, and I will continue so long our Heavenly Father uh, wants me on it. And also in order to help others to find their way out <clears throat> out of their own uh, programming and their own uh, misery. And most pe- people have to realize uh, what happened to, to myself and others. It's is something uh, it's hard to deal with, not only on a personal level, but even to share to, to others, uh, especially when your trust in people is very low. And also how people would perceive what you try to tell because of the ridicule, what is out there. So, yes, I thank you for the platform that you have provided me and <clears throat> others that will come on my way in the future, no doubt. And I will, uh, yeah, continue to expose the enemy, what I have been doing to myself and what they are still doing currently to others out there. So, so yeah, it is great to be uh, back and an mm-hmm. honor as usual. And, uh, yeah, we will continue... Uh, by helping others, by giving them the tools that they need in order to set free. Amen. And by also exposing the enemy what they are doing, even they are losing. Mm. Because in the end, Satan has already lost the, the, the battle. Except his ego, he can still not accept it. <laughs> but <laughs> that is his problem. <laughs>
1: well, it and is his problem.
2: Praise God for that and for and praise Jesus Christ for all the work he has done, especially his work on the cross. Because without that, we would have never could be set free. Amen. So, hallelujah, Jesus Christ for this.
1: Amen. Robert, uh, last time that you were on my program and we were talking, we had the privilege of meeting Heidi. And she is one of your parts that was used in the time travel experiments at Montauk. And she came up to describe to us a number of the timelines that she remembers being sent to, uh, being in, and witnessing. And it was, well, frankly, profound. Um, And for a lot of people, the idea that multiple timelines exist is very foreign to them. But as we talked about in the last time, you know, the way God designed things, folks, uh, he sets before us possible futures, possibilities do exist that then are brought into manifestation through agreement and choice. And Deuteronomy thirty nineteen says, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. And the reality is that God had given different possible futures to the nation of Israel. And he said that their choice would determine which set of possible realities they would actually experience. And in order to do that, well, God actually has to create all sets of possible realities. And so the Bible says in Isaiah 45, 7, I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. And, you know, folks, as as we have um, been journeying with survivors, and and Robert is... um, Really been extremely helpful to me in understanding this. we We have found that there are many possible realities that are that that manifest as possible futures, potential pasts or an alternate presence, that exist though they are not necessarily manifesting in this timeline. And uh, so through various experiments and projects, they have used people like Robert to explore these places. And and they do that through things like the Montauk Project. They seem to use coordinates in order to send parts of people like Robert's altar named Heidi to these locations to get information for whatever their reasons may be. And so, you know, with, with that little bit of background, um, Robert, you yourself were sent to a number of timelines that wasn't necessarily done out of the part of you named Heidi. And uh, I wanted to kind of circle back around to the whole timeline conversation and let you talk a little bit about some of the timelines you yourself recently remembered encountering.
2: Okay. Uh, Yes, recently some new information has come uh, forward forward in in memories. And yeah, concerning part of the reason why they send people, of course, they found out that events happening, most events happening on on other timelines, and sometimes they try to find out what I try to do here on this on this uh, timeline, if it is working, if it is also working on this, on other timelines. So sometimes we are being sent out to record everything what is happening on those timelines, and when we have to record back. They, uh, they study it, of course, and no doubt they will then probably adjust to their agenda what they are doing. And, <clears throat> yeah, so they did find out that on different timelines, events sometimes can play out completely different. <clears throat> that is why we have seen timelines. Uh, as, I, as we talked before that we ended up in the Second World War and uh, the, the Nazis... Uh, or the the U.S. government was taken over by a certain faction within the military and that started a military uh, dictatorship in a way and that uh, made ties with Nazi Germany. So the ending of the Second World War in that particular timeline was completely different than what happened on here. Uh, The same on another timeline, it was that the monarchy in England, they made close... Uh, deals with Nazi Germany and the Nazis could then use England as a foothold Uh, but also then they used their rocket technology and developed of course their uh, you could say the first uh, inter uh, missile uh, (coughs) or nuclear missiles that could then reach the east coast and that is how they defeated then of course uh, the United States and, and the war, again, ended completely different than what happened in our case. Thank God, on our timeline, things have certainly uh, played out in a much different way, thank God, for us. Otherwise, our future, or our current past, could have been completely different. <clears throat> and, but uh, nonetheless, yeah, we have been sent so well to the past and, and future, even future. And they find out with the future that uh, at one point they couldn't send in people beyond 2012. Uh, there was some block on it. I'm not sure why, but it was as if we were co- coming into a, into a wall of some sort, an invisible wall. So everything that happened now after 2012 is like a, bl- uh, a blank slate. So the Illuminati now has to operate uh, on, yeah, you could say from day to day or week to week. Hmm. And not as in the past that they could plan, plan far ahead, uh, now, as they have always done. Let me, let me ask
1: you a question before we go any further here, Robert. Yes. Because um, when you look at the Mayan calendar, 2012, which is where a lot of this, came about people were looking at this calendar and they're like the the world ends in 2012 or whatever and, and of course that didn't happen but yeah. when people looked closer at what the calendar was actually communicating the calendar was communicating something known as the end or changing over of an age
2: yes now the I, I calendar to, has, mm-hmm. the calendar has never said that the world would end abruptly or being being destroyed it is of course how people interpret it now that way and
1: the media of, of course of course they came up with a movie called 2012 where the world actually ends and it's like well let's this back up though because what you say is so interesting until 2012 they were able to look at the future and make yes. like really extensive judgment calls predictions whatever have you then all of a sudden that stops now you say it's more like week to week um obviously Not- i don't know what's going on but
2: no, yeah, no, because they have not the capabilities as, as they had that they could send in people uh, far into the future. Because let's remember that the, that the Montauk project that I was part of, mm-hmm. I don't mean the new setup, <clears throat> that's run from the seventies, from 1970s that I was involved in. Of course, I believe in 1970, that date was a lot of BS because I certainly believe Arcelena. Another survivor that started much earlier. I was pulled into into it in nineteen seventy myself, but I believe, I do believe it already started much earlier than that date. And of course, from the nineteen early nineteen seventies, they send uh, children, yeah, in on timelines, so well the past and future, and also alternative timelines. But they found out that when they tried to send in people beyond 2012 they they literally crest in in an invisible wall
1: that is so fascinating
2: so what I mean now what I meant with what I said that after 12 2012 yeah they have to live like everyone else from uh, yeah from day to day or week to week and and they cannot pinpoint that move exactly, oh, we going to plan this and this going to be the effect out of it as they did before.
1: It just makes me wonder if that went up because 2012 is in some way a changing of the age and and we just didn't really, you know, on on this side, <laughs> those of us that are just working a job or going about our day-to-day business, really, we can't see a wall go down. I wonder if that actually was... What happened? I, you know, and it's just an observation.
2: Yes, I believe to a certain extent the Maya calendar was right huh. hmm. uh, in in that way. It was a changeover point uh, for a lot of things, but not in the way, of course, as those uh, certain groups of people, New Agers in particular, in their ignorance, how they thought. Oh, after December twenty first, twenty twelve, uh, we're going to be over to the fifth dimension, and everything going to be happy and all that, and all that type of <laughs> BS. Because that <laughs> didn't happen. <coughs> of mm-hmm. course, they still try to say now, come up with new excuses and with new things that, yes, wait a minute, it didn't happen then, but, uh, but we're still going to move to the fifth dimension in a gradual way.
0: Mm-hmm. That is
2: according to all the. So-called alien uh, messengers and of the ascended masters, of course, what they don't realize is that those sources are coming from the fallen angelic realms and from the fallen angelic uh, collectives and of course, in the end, what they call the fifth d- dimension that is going to be what uh, Satan is planning to create uh, when he's gonna reign. Unfortunately, yeah, the new ages, in their stupidity don't be- they don't see it not to mention that their whole philosophy is based on a lie, because when we talk about the New Age, we talk about the whole lie about transhumanism, about becoming yourself a god. I think one of the things that the Bible says is is one of those things as being one of the lies, same lie that Satan told Eve in the garden, that she's going to be like God, and that she's going to live for eternity and things like that. So with the whole new age, we are back to the to the old story and lie of Satan, that he told to Eve, when she eats of this of apple, then she gonna be like God. And and <clears throat> and what exactly... it says with the new ages, who seem to think, are oh, we gonna be, we gonna go to the fifth dimension? Nah, yeah, good luck with that. If you wanna go to hell, because that place is gonna be like hell. Then good luck. Well, and, and thank
1: you for saying that. we've we, we got to come back to the town, but I just want to just point out something, folks. This is the lie of the enemy, that through some kind of ascension, you can become Godlike, because really, when he, he lied to Adam and Eve, and really Eve, who then, you, know, turned to Adam and said, hey, bite this fruit too," they already were in the likeness and image of God clothed in light. They had nowhere to go but down. And then Jesus came as the last Adam to restore to us what Adam lost, which is sonship in the family of God. So they're going after something and working really hard to get what Christians have already been given in Jesus Christ. Which is why at Bright Ministries, we encourage you, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, folks. He is the answer, and he is the one that makes us partakers of the family of God and heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ according to the, the word of God. Anyway, I just had to point that out. i so glad you brought it up, Robert. You know, we, we had started talking, though, about your other memories of timelines that recently Came up, yes. And one
2: of the it started after uh, Lauren was watching this movie series, I think of Resident Evil, and that is how some of the memories started to come up uh, about one of the uh, time travel journeys that I that I was sent on, uh, and also Heidi as well. But uh, yeah, one of one of them that uh, mirrored situation uh, what has been happening in the movie and by the way what we are still trying to do in dulcie because in the end when we look at the movie we talk about the whole the whole uh, research and everything what is going on in the Dulce, in the dulcie base in new mexico and its mirror bases around the world that they try to create bio viruses uh now, yeah, that can turn the dead into uh, living dead, in this case. Of course, humans, uh, the dead who has been deceased, but the body can be revived again, at least the, f- the flesh, to a certain extent. But then we talk about the soulless, and, they wa- and, of course, they want to use them as a weapon. They want to weaponize them. But uh, in, the p- in other timelines, they try this, and uh, in some cases... It created a biohazard accident and now uh, yeah the virus got somehow out in some of the timelines that i have been on and it uh, has jab and it has uh, created a situation that half of the world population turned into into what you call move- what we call from movies like zombies the living dead it's, it's even the arrogance of our of our leaders especially within in, in science under the military, to think uh, that you just can turn people into zombies and that you even can control them I he- overheard in, in myself when I was at uh, Dulcie I overheard scientists talking about yeah would it be nice if we could create zombies at yeah, the, the death and then revive them back to life and we could domesticate them that is that is one of the conversations i heard overheard when i was myself at Dulcie a couple of times Gosh. that that is the mindset that we talk about of scientists who are working in those places and on different timelines they got similar places like that as well it doesn't mean necessarily that on the timelines we still talk about the same countries with the same name or cities with the same name because sometimes the names could be completely different, uh, depending on the evolution on each timeline. But uh, one of the incidents that happened on one of the other timelines was, yeah, the, the virus got free and that affected uh, people or masses of people. And uh, yeah, those people turned into zombies and before, it's, before they knew, the half of the world population was affected. Problem is you cannot kill a zombie because a zombie is in essence a living dead. It's already dead. So Uh, in one occasion they had to contain it, a city. And one of the ways that they did it, as I found out, is that they had instead of using an an atom bomb, they used a neutron bomb because that has, uh, except on the ground zero part, it has no uh, uh, radiation. And at least still all the build buildings intact, but we have uh, we came across situations like this on different timelines. So at least on three, three four timelines.
1: Are you suggesting that <clears throat> some of the ideas that become, oh gosh, I don't know, pop culture and fiction actually come from? Other timelines that aren't uh, manifesting?
2: I do believe that there is a possibility that we have that we can have a bleed through, huh. through, through the dimensions and timelines of certain ideas or events that happened. And some of the people who are maybe more psychic or whatever you want to call them, pick up on those ideas and they start to write them as, let's say, sci-fiction. Yes, I believe that is possible, hmm. and that is why we see, and that is why we see in some cases certain events happening, or we see it in movies. But some of us, that has time traveled, if that is how you want to call it, has seen some of those events already happening in in the past on other timelines.
1: Now, I do need to bring one thing up before we move on, because. The idea of timelines can get very, very confusing. And I know that we agree on this point. So I I want to bring it up because a lot of people will be thinking, okay, if we're going to bring the idea of other timelines into the conversation or into our understanding of how creation exists and realms exist and coexist, so on and so forth, how do we know that we're even on the timeline that actually matters? What Or what if all timelines matter? And then how does God deal with judgments? How does that, what does that mean for salvation? So on and so forth. Now, I personally believe that there is a base timeline that matters. And then there are the other timelines that exist but don't necessarily manifest. Um, how do you look at it?
2: No, I, I agree that, yeah, concerning the base timeline, I believe that is this one. And that, that was the timeline that everything started out, uh, uh, everything out from. And the others has been or already created by gods or also artificially created, like also a Fork in the Road situation. Uh, but this is the one that I believe that is the original one. And in that sense, yeah, Jesus Christ came on this timeline in order to set the captives free. Um, concerning some of, of course, some of the other timelines I've been visiting, one of the objective also was to look, of course, how events has played out in the past. Also concerning Christ, and in some, we didn't find a Jesus Christ at all in <laughs> some of the timelines. Uh, but concerning, I believe, yeah, that was that is one of the base timeline, or this is the base timeline itself, and uh, certainly the timeline that Jesus Christ came on, and he, d- and he died for us, and he kind of set the us free again. Concerning timelines and certain historical, or so-called semi-historical events, I do believe that some of those events, like the, exi- the existence of Atlantis and Lemuria, are real, but I also do believe that they have been played out on other timelines. Uh, We dealt dealt with one situation, or yeah, Heidi, and she was sent to a timeline, and they had to deal still with uh, uh, people that originated from uh, what we call the continent of Atlantis, on that timeline. And uh, she also was told, and others in the group, she was with a group of eight in total, is that they had to also descendants of them to other timelines and keep an eye out on events on there. So and that means we have probably on our timeline currently uh, people watching who come from the other, some of the other timelines in which where the Atlantean culture came from, originated from. And this makes sense to me because if Atlantis existed, uh, and and it's let's say if it would have existed here, we would have found by now physical proof of it. I would think so. You know, it's as
1: goodness gracious. <laughs> we are right now, folks, on, on discovering the truth with Dan Duvall trying to figure it out. Um, you know, Robert, I'm just going to say this: I, in dealing with some other people that I work with we've found ties to Atlantis and and Lemuria like it it does come up in one case it was existing on what I have no other choice but to call an alternate earth and uh, somehow we had to do something in the spirit regarding that uh, to get some freedom and and I'm not going to get into all the details it's just the idea though that it was actually presently existing both Atlantis and Lemuria were existing presently but it was on an alternate earth that's not this one and I you know I walk away from something like that and I'm just scratching my head I'm like thank you Jesus that you know what's going on because I'm like it's over my head but here you are and you're talking about you know how they're they're on these other timelines and coming and it's like
2: but I think that may be the case. Anyway, now one of the one of the locations, I believe that some of the descendants, or at least the ones that have been sent, and that they are watching us. One of the locations, in my opinion, uh, could be Mount Shasta in California. Hmm. According to some circles, uh, there's talk. Yeah, that there are, there's a group of beings there, I think Nordic type of beings, uh, who claim to be descendants of Atlantis. So that, that's that's one. But another thing, of course, is what we are doing on this timeline has also a ripple effect on others. So that's another reason that we could have even uh, beings or people from other timelines watching us, uh, how we are tinkering with nuclear weapons, for instance. Because you can imagine all the nuclear testing we have done over over the last six, six, seven decades, yeah, cannot be not only good for our Earth, but also it has a ripple effect for all the other timelines that are connected with our Earth. Uh, p- part of the reason that some of the alien groups that they are watching us is because apparently the universe is all interconnected through... Uh, you could say, all strands of energy lines, if you, if, if that is how you want to perceive it. Hmm. And so each planet is connected through that, to, so let's say, another planet. Hmm. By the way, those lines are not visible for our eyes to see, of course, but they still don't seem to exist. That is the explanation. And uh, what they said, some of the aliens, and they also did, was one of the concerns... That one of the aliens made to the to the Eisenhower government, also in their explanation, is that their nuclear testing is affecting other worlds, and that was the reason why in this in the 1954 meeting, they uh, proposed they could help us in, in this alien group, but under the condition that we give up nuclear weapons, all of us, and for that they give us spiritual aid And help and things like that. Fortunate, our government—I don't say Eisenhower per se himself, but our the government was already taken over by the Draconians, and of course they don't want to give up their monopoly on nuclear weapons and things like that. So unfortunate, the deal of this Nordic group went out of the out of the window, so to speak. I wish it worked out differently, but. Unfortunately, it did, and our world only became much worse than it, than it is then. But this shows that what apparently what we are doing here can be felt in other realms and also in other parts of the universe, because the universe is so interwoven, and if planets are, let's say, connected by strands, and we doing here our, our damage through nuclear testing and the ripples of that go through all these strands It will also be felt on the other worlds, if that makes sense.
1: Okay, um, I have to say this. Uh, working with someone else, I know 100% for a fact that the planets are all connected by strands. Uh, we we discovered those, or at least I discovered those. I'm sure parts of them already knew about them and because that's why we were having to discover those. And And yes... That is true. There are these, and I don't know if they're frequencies or, or, or just quantum fields or what they are, but they do connect the planets and the, and the, and the stars. Um, and I, I
2: wow. Hmm. Well. This, this explains mm-hmm. why since, of course, we uh, ended, came into the atomic age, that suddenly we have the influx of alien visitors coming here because they are so worried what we are doing in our own backyard uh, and the damage that we are doing and not even realizing that what we're doing will be felt zillions or, now yeah, let's say, hundreds or even thousands of light years away. Uh, and, of course, that is why they are worried because what we're doing here will affect them. Well, And, and the same happens on timelines. So what affects us here yeah, will also somehow affect in the end the other timelines. That's just fascinating. And that is also fair that uh, on, the, on one of the timelines they had dispatched them their people uh, to our timeline in order to watch out over the affairs here, uh, especially in this particular timeline that Heidi was uh, sent to, uh, connected with Atlantis or at least with the civilization that came originally from Atlantis, but now lived somewhere on their timeline, somewhere in what we now call Central America, in certain colonies over there. Hmm. Mm. But the thing is that, yeah, so well, uh, planets on, this, on the, our physical universe and in the other dimensions and also timelines, yeah, they certainly interconnected through uh, you could say strengths of some sort, quantum fields, or whatever name you want to give it. And that is why all life, wherever you are, are interconnected. And that is how I believe that God created our second heavens. What is also what, for the non Christian people, what is what we call the universe?
1: Well, um, wow, Robert, um, Moving on to another subject that I wanted to get into today. Yes,
2: but concerning yes, because you were asking about, uh, as I said, with, with it, because we we wired it out now to a different part of the subject of timelines, of course, but connected with what we started with is yeah, that uh, some of the events that we have witnessed uh, has been played out, but we see in movies and. Now, yeah, some I feel certainly if the military is continuing as we do, one day we could have an event, God forbid us, uh, in the way how scientists are tinkering with all kinds of things. And you know, as I said, on a few occasions when I was brought in the 70s and 80s to uh, Dulcie, I overheard yeah scientists speaking about that they, yeah, they would love to create this, this bioweapon, uh, what could, yeah, mm-hmm. create a uh, dead bodies uh, emanated with life again and then even domesticate it so that it can be used as a weapon or even a slave labor.
1: It's very scary. It is scary. Uh,
2: that is not even, that is already scary on itself. But it, what is for me even scarier is the mindset of this.
1: Hmm. <laughs>
2: The people that come up with, with this type of demonic idea, that's even more scarier than, in this case, now yeah, the end product what they're creating. Because with what type of mindsets are we talking about? Well, and, uh, you, yeah, you, so, you're right.
1: I mean, that—that that is the state of those that are partnering with the powers of darkness to pull some of this stuff yes. off on a scientific level. Really, really... Fascinating. Now, I wanted to get into the ascended masters component of what you've experienced, particularly uh, an ascended master you told me about named Omra. Yes. And what you know
2: about that? All right. Uh, Okay. Now, the first time that I was confronted or dealt with him, I was still very tiny. By the way, I think it was by the age of three. Uh, Concerning Omra, as in O-H-M and Ra, uh, Om is, of course, we all know is connected with sound. And what you see within meditations, so in this case, this particular Ascended Master uh, has to deal, of course, with sound waves. Uh, I've seen the name because so far I know uh, Ascended Masters are given names it has to do with certain things, vibrations and functions. And, but uh, connected with uh, Ascended Master, I have to say the following, that I know that a lot of people within the New Age communities and other communities similar like that, they seem to think that they are uh, beings who went through a whole stage of evolution from incarnation on incarnation on incarnation, and they develop to a very high, high level, uh, high level of uh, living and in consciousness. But so what I have learned um, through my life is that those so-called ascended masters are in reality nothing more than agents of the demonic realms, and of and they are agents of the uh, of the councils of the uh, Fallen Angel Collectors. So they are not as people seem to think. And part of their uh, existence and part of their mission, of course, is to steer people away from Christ, Jesus Christ. Mm. Mm. And for this, they use, of course, all the New Age teachings, all the Eastern philosophies that come from Tibet, India, and all those areas, uh, and the Vedas, the Hindu religion, that is where they all operate from. And, of course, the, 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 the real goal is to steer people away from the real Son of God, Jesus Christ. That is the, the final goal. And the only goal that, that they have. And that is, where we, that is where we got those Ascended Masters from. Uh, in order to uh, not only steer us away from Jesus Christ, but also corrupt our souls and body in, in the process, because a lot of the new age stuff, was yoga, meditation, all comes from the, uh, from the realms of the, of the ascended masters that operate from under Tibet. And those uh, masters are being uh, directed by the fallen angel uh, councils.
1: Fascinating.
2: You know, and uh, yeah, the whole thing that they give us, like meditation, what may sound a good idea, uh, but if people uh, yeah, want to contemplate, I would say, instead of going, um, um, like that, contemplate on Jesus Christ and his work. Because what people don't realize, when you are using those words and other words, that they're using in meditation, you are opening up vibrational highways in your body, uh, what we also call like chakra centers, who are all interconnected. And those chakra centers, or energy centers, as they call them in the Eastern philosophies, they are interdimensional portals into the demonic realms and, uh, and in other realms. And when we open up those chakras, we open up ours we are opening ourselves up to uh, literally for demonic procession, and that is what I want to warn people about not to get involved. I know a lot of churches nowadays seem to believe it is okay to have what they call christian yoga what, what? i i I'm, I'm amazed because I have never heard of that that much of b s and uh Contradiction in terms. Christian yoga. Wait, right? yoga has nothing to do with anything that the Bible is teaching. Yo, yoga is is a form and an exercise within the Hindu culture in order to come to a higher level of awareness, or what I would call demon possession, because when you uh when when you go in this mode yeah, of meditation, you go in this so-called stillness. What it also means is that that non-physical entities in the stillness can whisper things in your ear in order to do, so you open up yourself already in in that way for procession, but also when you go even much deeper in by uh, yeah the chakra uh, thing is that is a big one. Not to mention in yoga, it's also the various positions, and those positions can also open up portals. So you literally set yourself up for demon possession. If I'm correct, uh, you had, I think, a guest a while ago in your show, Mm -hmm. I think a couple of years ago, who was a yoga teacher.
1: Ah, yes, Mike Shreve.
2: Yes, Mike Shreve. And he became, thank God, a Christian. And I think he has taught a lot about this himself, if I'm correct.
1: Yes, he did. And, you know, I, I think that it's really interesting that you bring up the, the chakra points and how Eastern now, meditations I, are really yes, dangerous. Yes, I
2: learned this from the eight of four myself.
1: And, folks, I, I just want to say on this subject, you know, when we talk about things like portals doors um, access points what what you need to understand is that biblically speaking we are actually called gates by the bible and a, a, a portal is a door and a door can be understood as like a gate it's a it's a division between one place and another and so the bible says in psalm 24 and nine lift up your heads O ye gates even lift them up you know there is a reference to us as being gates and so when we are opening ourselves up we can open up ourselves to god like it tells us to do in psalm 24 7 it says lift up your heads O ye gates and be lift up ye everlasting doors and the king of glory shall come in well we want to open up our door the door of our heart to jesus or we can open up chakra points to evil spirits and their realms. And, and, and when we do that, like Robert's saying, that gives them access. That's not good. That's bad. That, that means that their influence and traffic and trade are going in and out. And that's why deliverance needs to be done for so many people. Because they have been compromised, opened up. You know, the idea of having portal access points in you, uh, open doors, gates. You know, some people are like, well, where is that in the Bible? Well, the moment you begin to understand that the Bible actually calls us gates, it all begins to make sense. And there is a danger to the Eastern meditations and this kind of stuff. So I just wanted to say that. And and, and Robert, go ahead and continue where you left off.
2: All right, yeah. People must realize that the, the Eastern philosophies are a very important factor within the New World Order. When we, they are, people may have heard And you probably know as well that they are now trying to to create this one world religion in which all religions will go up, and they have already come up with a a term, the Christ. So that means within every religion, they got their own savior, and that can be encompassed by this one particular uh, person or function, what they call the Christ. And they are now very hard uh, and busy uh, working on this destroying the Christian faith in order to get, let it go up into this new world religion. Uh, for the uh, One vehicle, what they are using as a Trojan horse, is the, the, it's the emerging church. And in the emerging church, they're already dumping a lot of things, uh, What we what is in the Bible, uh, what is, but every Christian sh- should know, and they are already trying now to, to, to demolish the Bible, so that in the future, uh, where the Bible or the Christians can go up in this emerging, uh, in this emerging one world religion, with yeah, uh, with what they call the Christ, what means that uh, in this case the Jews with their savior can go up in that and can be seen. They got their own Christ figure. It means for Christians, of course, but not the son of Jesus Christ, as we have been taught, but slightly different uh, one. It means also the the Muslims with the Magi something it's called, that can also be seen as the Christ. So people, we have to watch for when we're going to see... Uh, especially when the Muslim faith uh, suddenly come closer to the Christian faith and to the Jewish faith, that the point is there uh, that we kind of see the merging of this one world religion because, yeah, that is that is uh, the big sign when the, suddenly the Muslim faith uh starting to become uh, much closer to the Christian faith and also to the Jewish faith and they will go up in this one New religion, yeah. Then also we are nearing the time that the, the that the antichrist will be there. But come, to come back to what we talk about, uh, all of this started, of course, over the last couple of hundred years, with that uh, the demonic realms, uh, the angelic fall, the fallen angelic realms, had sent out various spirits to the earth uh, in order to to lay the the groundwork for this. And a lot of this, we already know this through Alice Bailey, who is also, if I'm correct, the founder of the Lucis Trust, or what was called before that, the Lucifer Trust. If you you think about it and you see the name, and this is now also tied in with the United Nations, another thing, the United Nations, what was created originally as an organization, they had to bring peace and to make sure that no wars will happen, I, uh, from that point, I must say, the United Nations has been a major failure because since its inception in 1945, we had over at least 600 major wars up till the present. So, if that, the aim of the United Nations was to prevent war from happening, then it has majorly failed. What people don't realize is that the real purpose of the United Nations and connected also indirectly to the Lucius Trust or Lucifer Trust is that it's going to be a political platform for the future for the New World Order, what's going to be recited by the Antichrist. Uh, We're going to see in the future the Trinity. Uh, On the religious side, we're going to have the false prophets that will recite the one world religion. On the other side, uh, we're going to see then, of course, the spirit of the Antichrist, and the body, the artificial body for this, will come out of the 13 bloodline, top 13 bloodline families. My guess is it's going to be most likely uh, a watch out. But still, so that's going to be uh, inhabited by the spirit of the antichrist and of course on the top of the trinity we kind of have satan himself and his citadel going to be from uh, What we call now the the Zionist country of, of israel <laughs> most likely jerusalem um, but the, the groundwork for all of this was late centuries ago when they sent in various uh, high spirits and who became yogis and, and all the, and all those type of things and they became what we now also call the Ascended Masters, what is a band of uh demonic spirits <laughs> who call themselves also with names as the White the Great White Brotherhood and all those type of things, who are so called the guardians yeah, for humanity. Uh they are maybe guardians but not for humanity for God's humanity but they are the guardians for Satan. And that is why we have been, especially over the last 50 to 100 years, they have been promoting all the Eastern philosophies, and especially over the last 50 years with yoga, meditation, and all those type of things. And now it has been coming into our school system, within our churches. Especially nowadays, it is apparently a craze about... um, in churches with yoga, and they call it Christian yoga. <laughs> Come on. Well, there's no greater contradiction, in my opinion, than Christian yoga. Because, as I said, yoga is, an, is an <clears throat> it's a tool uh, and an exercise method from from the uh, Hindu schools in order to attain what they call a so-called high enlightenment. Well, and uh, meditations, and it has nothing to do with our Jesus Christ from the Bible and our Son of God. It is only a tool in order to make the body more palatable, so that spirits can more and easily easily inhabit the body through portals that can kind of be opened.
1: So, so folks, if you if you're going to write us and ask what is your opinion about Christian yoga, my opinion, really is that there are plenty of ways to stretch your body and muscles without implicating yourself in yoga. And that that's it. You, you can use other stretches. <laughs> um, I, I do not endorse it at all. And, you know, listening to somebody like Robert or others that I've had on this program to break this down is why. So, you know, thank you. Thank you for all of that, Robert. and. There, there's now another subject that I want to bridge into and let you talk about a little bit, and it has to do with Baron Guy de Rothschild, who you have had quite a number of experiences with, and um, it's, it's, tell us about what's going on there.
2: All right. Uh, now I'm not say a few because he played a major part in my life, unfortunate. Right. <laughs> most of my life, probably 90%. Mm. Uh, okay, for people that don't know, uh, he is one of the uh, heads of the French uh, part of the Rothschilds. As people maybe know of the Rothschild history, when Armchild, Armchild the Rothschilds sent out five sons to five different nations in order to set up banks. Uh, friends. Was one of the countries. It was Germany, Hungary, Hungarian, Austrian, Germany, and also the United Kingdom, if I'm correct. That is why we have, uh, of course, the, the, the British um, Rothschilds in the UK now, where I temporarily reside. But <clears throat> Baron Guy the Rothschild, uh, officially he was an a wine baron, on paper anyway, but that was only a cover. Uh, in order to cover up the real purpose that he has and his real purpose was on a much deeper and occultic level. Uh, he was a great believer in, in, in the occult and in its teachings going back also to Tibet and, and in this case also Egypt. And he used methods in pro- he is a programmer foremost. Some survivors may remember him if they got memories of him or not. Uh, now, he is a programmer, a high-level one, that mainly uh, program children that come from the elite families. So not one of the male children, as in this case, uh, Dr. Green has, although Dr. Green also got children from bloodline families as well, but he also had a lot of non-bloodline children as well. Well, Barongi, the out got mainly children that come from the higher levels of the bloodline uh, families it. in itself. And through oh. this, I have witnessed uh, people as Lady Diana Spencer in her childhood. Uh, I have seen her at the facilities in France uh, where he uh, did the program, although he also traveled frequently abroad. And he traveled on under the codename of uh, Dr. Barrington. <laughs> and he traveled frequently also to the United States. So part of my programming took place in the U.S. under the guidance of Barbara, uh, Baron Guy de a.k.a. Dr. Barrington. And in other cases, I also was brought over to France. Mainly, uh, but mo- and most of it happened, of course, in my 20s. Because my programming has been continuous up till 2012, and after I, I, in 2013, finally broke free. Although he died himself in 2007, but still, he has still made clones who are still continuing up till today, uh, in this case, uh, and also his wife, Filipina the Rothschild, and we dealt. If you recall in my in my on my insight uh with a system that that called Filipina, but was modeled and created after the wife of Baron Guido Rothschild. and I can tell you if people think Dr. Green was already a nasty piece of beep, then he was even nothing in comparison to uh to Baron Guido the Rothschild I can tell you oh out of my own personal experiences. My own programming in my early years, I was taken under guidance, and under programming by Baron, uh, by uh, Doctor Green. Uh, In my case, Baron Guido Rothschild came in my life from the age of seven onwards, and up till ten, I had both uh, Doctor Green and Doctor Baron, or yeah, Baron Guido Rothschild, but. Yeah, Baron, uh, what I said. His official function, of course, was that he was the so-called wine uh, baron. Yeah, with the his vineyards in the south of France. And he and his brother Jacob, uh, he was more the financial wizard within the family of the French side. And uh, probably people have heard of him or not. He is uh, one of the people that is behind the control of our national of our banks in the U.S. Uh, the Fed, mm-hmm. the Federal Reserve, but uh, in this case, you could say with the French Rothschilds, it is divided. One is in the finance world, mm-hmm. that is Jacob, and I have been sent on many occasions uh, that I or my or some of my alters were sent with him to to Africa to certain countries for business meetings and things like that. Uh, but but the programming in me was done through most of my life by Baron Guido Rothschild. And as I said, a lot of Illuminati families in the US, especially the high-level ones, had most likely to deal with uh, this uh, Guido Rothschild. I'm not sure if you got other clients who may have mentioned his name or not, depending on how high they were within within the totem pole of the Illuminati structure in the US. But if they were quite high, then the chance that they had to deal with Baron Giderot's child was quite big. And as I said, also what people may not know is that when we had in uh, August the 31st of 1997, this tragic accident in the tunnel D'Alma, Point Alma, uh, with Lady Diana Spencer, uh, it was by the Rothschild that ended up in the ambulance that was seen by people standing still under a bridge for 45 minutes. Uh what is very odd because normally when you got a high level you got a high level uh VIP in your ambulance, normally you will find the fastest and the quickest way to a hospital to make sure that she stays alive or him. In this case Uh, When Baron Gere Rochard was in the ambulance with Lady Diana, he was the last who who saw her alive. And he was the one that did an ancient occult ritual in which stealing the last breaths of Lady Diana away. And also he took most likely a couple of organs out of the body that ended up on the plate with the winters, of course, because the winters also in part wanted her also uh, dead as well. Although, in this case, her accident was not an accident, it was a ritual. Especially when you take in mind that August 31st is also dedicated to uh, Hecate, what is also called the Black Diana. Uh, and and this is a very important day within the ritual calendar for all the Satanists around the world. And the place where it took place, upon uh, the Alma, was in ancient days a ritual site in which the pagans, yes, people, pagans, I know the pagans probably kind of jump up to the radio or to the computer and screaming their head off because they want to believe the world that their religion is a very peaceful religion and there is no bloodletting and everything, but I can tell you out of my own experiences that the the pagan religion and the Druids Is anything but because they are really a religion, but it's centered around sacrifice, so well animals and humans. And in this case, what happened with Lady Diana was one of those blood sacrifices to Hecate on uh, August thirty first. Unfortunate. Concerning Lady Diana and myself, during my childhood, when I was brought over to South France or to France to his estate and his uh, castle where the rituals, or not the rituals, the programming to place underground, I have seen members of the British aristocracy, uh, like the win- like the Winters, I have seen them over there. I've also seen, when I was a child, uh, Lady Diana. Of course, I didn't know who she was then, except that he was like me, as, as it looked another victim. <coughs> uh, of course, I was not told who she was and whatever her future role would be. But later it came clear that what I saw as a child, yeah, that became later the wife and the future queen, or at least so she thought from England, as Lady Diana Spencer. And he, what I said, the one Gitarra child is the programmer for, me, for most of the higher levels of the Illuminati children who are born. And up till the, today, Today, his son has taken over uh, his father's role, and so it is still continuing in the same manner as it happened in in my own childhood, unfortunately. And so long we don't expose this type of thing, yeah, we kind of see a continuing of generation on generation with the madness what I have witnessed myself. So I am glad that we have programs and and radio hosts or block radio hosts like you who, who are willing to put their neck out to have people as guests like myself and other survivors who can talk about it because you also put yourself in danger by it as well. <laughs> I know you are protected by God, but still, you, will, you put yourself also on the radar by the enemy like this. So I am grateful for this opportunity and the courage that you also display to bring the subjects that you talk about to uh, light.
1: And yes? You know, Robert, I'm I'm grateful for you. Okay. And uh, let me tell you something. Um, There were so many question marks surrounding the the death of Princess Diana and everybody that, I mean, really began to try to look into that was scratching their heads. And the way you kind of just weaved that scarlet thread through the whole thing in a matter of a few minutes was just really, really good. And it makes sense. Now, I, I do want to ask you this question. You mentioned this ancient ritual that uh, a Beringue de Rothschild would have engaged in. What would he have gained from that, according to your knowledge?
2: No, yeah, but in this case, uh, I uh, we have to go back in this case with Lady Diana. It was already to my knowledge, decided before she was born that she's going to be sacrificed. Uh, we're going to see the same scenario played out again, uh, and we're going to see probably other scenarios played out in the future. Uh, you have to remember that what one of the things that they're aiming for is that they bring certain people, peoples to such a high popularity so that they can be loved by, let's say, most of the world. And what they then do, uh, we have seen it in the 60s, uh, it has to do with certain energies connected with the earth and with certain time frames. Uh, they aim, of course, when someone is going to be killed off in, let's say, a ritual or in this case disguised as an accident, is that people they kind of go in a certain state, in a, in a negative spiral, uh, in, a, in moaning because they're their beloved. Uh, idol has di- died so they also then try to use the energy that comes free out of it, what is negative of course for their own agenda again as well and that is why you see that they're bringing up certain people to such a certain high state of popularity and that they're going to be loved, uh, one of the others uh, of course uh, that they're still going to play out, unfortunately the original is already killed off unfortunate, uh, is one of the teen stars uh, with teenagers like Britney Spears. Uh, unfortunate, I killed the original of uh, in 2011, and the one that we now see are a series of clones, but to my estimate, what we still can see in the future, is with, probably with her and other teen stars, is that at one point we kind of hear in the news that a certain star has died and that will bring a whole generation into uh, a negative spiral as we have seen when Diana died, Lady Diana, when we have seen uh, when uh, Kennedy died, the result uh, they first they bring you up to a certain popularity hmm. uh, certain people and then they will and then they uh, no, yeah, those people will die. In this case, in Kennedy was killed in a so-called assassination, but again, it was a ritual, uh, seeing the whole setting, where he died, etc. In this case, also with Kennedy, it was part, partly planned and partly also by his own doing because he also made a couple of formidable enemies. Of course, this was even before I was born, but again, we see a certain... Thing going on that they put him up they bring him to such a high state of popularity and then uh, yeah, he is unkilled for various reasons we saw it happening now with Lady Diana uh, but again she was brought in by the Winters because of her bloodline uh, in order to make sure that for two generations at least the Winters would have uh, offspring that look at least still more human than reptilian or demon. I know that a lot of people, Christian, will say, oh yeah, reptilians don't exist. That's yes and no, because even that demons, people have to realize that demons can take on any form that they want. But it seems predominant during rituals that I have witnessed and he decided that for some reason, a lot of the e, demonic spirits seem to take on when they sh- when they come in, into our into the circle uh, when we do the rituals, especially the, cult, the ones that are called the ancient uh, ones. They seem always to take on reptilian forms. Uh, but wow. to come back on Lady Diana. Uh, they chose Lady Diana because she came from a more pure Nordic. Uh, bloodline, what would be good for the winters, because this way they could hide their true demonic reptilian form for at least two generations to come, so that they could try to uh, bring in their reign uh, longer and also for the Antichrist, of course. But they already decided before she was born that she also would die on a certain date at a certain place. And in this case, it was the place of Ponti Alma, what was an ancient ritual site to the uh, Black Madonna or the Black lady Diana. Uh, what is the, uh, the other name for It's Hakate. And, and the ritual date for that, uh, for this deity, deity, was August oh, the 31st. Fast. And when you take in the whole ritual that took place, uh, that, that, that was a ritual setting. Another point to this is uh, that you can see... Is that that in particular they use reverse symbology? Because what happened is when they drove through the tunnel, point d'Alma, apparently Henry Paul was program was a programmed multiple, and he was programmed to to dive in or to drive in to the exact reverse pillar in number of uh, August thirty first, what is pillar thirteen? And you only can do this. When you are in a programmed state, because in the speed that he was driving, it would be very hard to drive in to exactly that particular pillar as he did. And you only can do this when you program the mind into a certain state so that he switched at the right time before he entered the tunnel. According to eyewitnesses, they have seen apparently a flash of lights and things like that before he entered the tunnel what was a sign for another altar to come out as into the pilot seat, as you said in one of your shows, that right. then took over, and that took over the steering wheel of the car and drove in, in the exact pillar of the 13th, in, in this case.
1: You know, um, you connect so many dots, Robert, and I, it, it's, it's just very clear that it's exactly that a ritual there was a purpose I, I as i'm listening to you what i'm hearing is they do it for power and and by being able to manipulate the emotional response of large masses of people what i see is them having some kind of way to take power from that and yes to then maneuver that into the advancement of other agendas which makes That's so right. so much sense um And actually, (laughs) this actually connects into a whole lot of other things that I'm thinking about in my head. I do want to say this, when when people switch and the whole conversation around alters, if this is really sounding strange and foreign to you, I did recently do a podcast called The Airplane Model of Dissociation. That'll help you to have a visual in your mind to understand some of the things that we've been talking about in this program regarding switching and alters and how all of that plays into it. Uh, If if this is unfamiliar language to you, really easy reference point. But, um, you know, I I, I do know for a fact that there's someone, you know, that I work with and they have a part that can drive. And the the part that drives is so good at driving that they can literally study or (laughs) even compose uh, a paper while driving. And it's just phenomenal. Like, how do you do that? How do you focus on that many things at once? And, with the parts that can drive, uh, wow, they, they can just be so precise and excellent. And so, what you're suggesting is, I, I think, absolutely makes hundred percent sense. And um, you know, Robert, uh, we're, we're we're getting to that point that we're gonna have to start winding this down. Until next time.
2: Um, okay. Hey, I am glad to talk more. <laughs> in the future about it because it's all it's all scratching the surface as you know yourself and uh, probably if I have to tell everything I probably need a full uh, two weeks uh, with no sleep (laughs) to talk through things with the things I know uh, and the knowledge I gained over all my years in service of the Illuminati and probably even more than two weeks in a continuous flow but uh, yes I am glad that I helpful and hopefully that I can uh, yeah, give some pointers to, to your listeners about what to look for and about yeah, the world that we live in, because everything is not as black and white, especially what the media tried to tell us, besides the media, as I have witnessed myself, not only on the higher level, but even on the, on the medium level, a lot of those members are even partaking in satanic rituals in what I have witnessed. Let me just ask Thanks. this
1: last question um, before we, we close. And uh, th- this has to do with um, just rehashing a bit of, you know, okay, how this played out in real time. Uh, you suggested, and, and obviously I, I agree with you 100%, a lot of the members of the royal family, if not all, uh, do this shape-shifting thing. Uh How did that play out in your eyewitness vantage point?
2: Um, Now, what I said, from the moment that they shapeshift, especially with rituals, is from the moment that, let's say, the one that uh, presides uh, the ceremony, the mother of goddess, and also the male component, uh, do the killing of, let's say, in this case, a, a, a baby or an infant, Sometimes even the killings is not only e- infants. I witnessed, and I unfortunately also to protect myself in it in certain functions, or partly because they were programmed to do that ourselves. In which we have seen members of the British royal family, we have seen members of the Dutch royal family, uh, House of Monaco, uh, and other high-level uh, royalty families, and also other Illuminati families. But the shape-shifting happens from the moment that the dagger enter into the body and the blood is let. And it's, it's, at that moment, uh, so, something comes, it is, I think, a smell or so, some other thing, vibrational thing that comes free. And from that moment, the body, but still looked inhuman human up till then, before all of this, start to shape shift. In a, it's, in a, it's like a cloud coming around them. Uh, the shifting itself is only less than 10 seconds. And then some are fully human, uh, or it's fully in their reptilian form. And others are only partly. Because people seem to think, from the moment of the shapeshift, oh yeah, they must look all then straight away fully like uh, a T-Rex. <laughs> it's not always the case. Uh, not all people who are shapeshifters have a full uh, shapeshifting. The higher members, yes, they do. Um, but when you take the lower level of bloodlines, they don't have always a full shapeshift at all. Sometimes it's only the eyes that shapeshift, so they suddenly got full reptilian eyes or partial shapeshift of the face. But it is not. Always a full body shapeshift from head to toe, but during the rituals, at least with the higher level ones, like the Rothschilds, like members of uh, the Windsors and the Collins, the Sinclairs, and, and all the other bloodlines, especially the high members of them, when they preside those rituals, when they are present at the rituals, yes, they do shapeshift and more, mainly fully that is, for a certain amount of time. And, then they, and in this case, it's hard to tell sometimes the things that happen because in some of the occasions that I witnessed uh, after the, the infant or infants are killed, because sometimes I had in one occasion, I was, was reciting before a ritual in which uh, people like George Bush. Senior was there in his robe, and people also must realize when they are at the rituals, they are completely naked except they got ropes uh, on, but under the ropes is nothing on, especially for the shapeshifters. Otherwise, they would be like the Hulk. Then they would shapeshift and they would tore their clothes apart. In this count, counts also for the indoor rituals as well when tape shifting occurs, is that they are always under any conditions naked under their robes. But uh, in this case, uh, I had besides a ritual in which George Booth Sr., uh, some of the Rockefellers were there, members of the Colin families, Sinclair's and the Rothschilds, and also George Soros, if I recall right, in a circle. And what, and what they also do, uh, they shape-shift, and they seem to take on the life energy that comes out of the imprint, and also the blood drinking, because that is important, because blood contains the life force of a person. But, of course, their belief, going back for thousands of years, is that, of course, when they drink the blood of a victim in their mind, they seem to think that they get younger again and that it really will rejuvenate their bodies. Personally, I believe that is a load of BS myself, mm. but that is part of the mindset of the higher level of the Illuminati, uh, that they are partaking in those rituals and that they also doing the blood, the blood drinking because they really believe when they drink all the blood of their victims is that it makes them younger again and more healthier. And that is one of the reasons behind the blood drinking, what happens during rituals, but what I said yeah when from the moment that the child, the infant or the yeah, child can be from uh from the eight zero up till eighteen, is being ritually murdered and killed, and the shape shifting can take place sometimes the the only thing that you find back afterwards after a while is half of the body. Because if they are all starting to come in, uh, in their full reptilian form, it is like, it's, I can imagine what I have seen is how it must have been what we have learned about what happened in, in South America or se- or Central America with the Mayan uh, culture, with the rituals taking place. And sometimes when, when it's, it's disgusting to, yeah to think about how the body had been torn apart and uh, Mm. how Mm. some of Mm. the members, and in particular the Queen Mum, who is officially, of course, declared dead, except what they have not told the public is that at the age of 21 of uh, Prince William, as before Queen Mum was declared dead, they they take out her soul essence and put it in an electromagnetic containment field to keep it for the uh, to, to to be placed within the body of Prince William by the age of 21. What happened there in a cave, in a cage somewhere in Cornwall? <clears throat> but to come back on the Queen Mum, she was within the the winters one of the hires, and even in the ritual network, and everyone had uh, didn't came even close to her. Although, although there was one with the codename of Pindar. And he was most likely, he was a Marquise in function, in title, but it's one of the titles in France, in in the French upper-class families. He was probably most likely one of the Rothschilds. I couldn't say exactly which one for certain, but he, she was the only one that she was afraid of, of the Spindar. And he, he always came, wherever he go, he always worn, a white suit, and Pindar is also a title, by the way. I think the title stands for the, the penis of the reptile, so that already says where it comes from, <laughs> from the reptilian bloodlines. But yeah, when those rituals take place, uh, if you are fainted at heart, I think you, you will not make it through because it's yeah, even worse yeah, than, a horror, yeah. than a horror movie. Uh, to be honest, in, in this case, it's real life. And when those rituals take place and, and they shapeshift and they go uh, they go for the body, the body is going to be completely torn apart. And they're even fighting among themselves uh, for who get what part, because each part is apparently also rated in, in its function. And so... The heart goes main. I've seen the heart goes mainly to the queen, the queen mom, when she was alive, and no one was daring to come close to her. But also other body, body parts, as the liver, and things like that, yeah, were an item that people that people literally were fighting over. And as I said, it, it is gross to tell about, and especially when you experience it. Thank God. Those memories seldom come back. Only now and then they came back, and for me, it is very hard to watch a horror movie because one that, those type of movies for me could trigger uh, to to those moments what I have witnessed many times as a child, and even in my adult childhood as well. But <clears throat> as I said, the sha- when the, when they uh yeah, it is gross to be honest, and. Also wow. when they fight among each other they are very f- ferocious It is like when you see a nature documentary and you see let's say two uh, Kodomo dragons to take an example or crocodiles fight against each other it is like that
1: So folks and, if you have... even
2: among themselves during rituals let alone if they say, if, if we as humans, have to fight when they in their reptilian form. I, pre- I think we kind of l- lose from them because when they fight, when they shapeshift in their hybrid form, let's say you got someone that's normally like six foot, let's say a George boots senior. When they shapeshift, they are at least two foot taller as well in size. So let alone, yeah, when we have to fight them like that. Mm. uh, also, yeah, of course their strength is also much bigger than in their normal size. Even the queen mom, when she she's normally five foot, around five foot some in, in her lower five foot and when she shaped it, she's in her six foot, six foot maybe seven foot tall. So and she has a tremendous strength in her reptilian form. If- as I have witnessed.
1: You had any doubt as to whether or not um Robert has been telling information that he has been eyewitness to. Uh w- when you assess the detail <laughs> of uh his accounts, um it it, it really it's self evident. Um he's seen this happen. Uh, he's been there. And you know the, the reality is folks, the Bible says in Mark 422 for everything hidden is meant to be revealed and everything concealed is meant to be brought to light. Um, Luke 8:17 says "For nothing is hidden that will not be made manifest nor is anything secret that will not be known and come to light um, th- this is what's happening right now. you know throughout world history there's been a lot of stuff that's been going on a lot of it's been covered up and concealed what Robert's telling us is not new. This was going on in the fifties. It was going on in the sixties. It was going on in the seventies. It's going on in the eighties. Like this has all been just going on, but those of us that are not insiders or involved are not aware. And until now, like, it, but, but God is really moving to bring this stuff out. Uh, we need to know the reality of the world that we've been living in. It's, this is called shattering the matrix. Uh, th- this is, when we begin to realize, look, uh, this is the nature of this earth that we are living in right now. And as citizens of the kingdom of God and um, co-laborers with Christ, this is the world to which we have been invested. And our assignments are going to be in light of those things that are going on in secret, in some cases. God is preparing some of you that listen to this program with the knowledge that you will need to fully execute the call He is trying to bring you into. Just like me, I could never understand the fullness of, of the call God was bringing me into until I began to understand the reality of the world I have been born into as in order to minister on behalf of Jesus Christ um, so you know some of you may be thinking what do I need to know all this information for What do, what's the point Isn't isn't? aren't we just supposed to focus on Jesus it, like, well yeah but Jesus called us to minister to a lost and dying world and sometimes we have to stop looking at this world with rose colored glasses and get a, a grip on reality <laughs> and then realize what we're really really working with and dealing with and so People like Robert and and other survivors that we are helping to get set free at Bride Ministries are helping us to come to grips with that. And, you know, Robert, I I just want to say again, thank you for taking this journey, for being faithful to continue your healing journey, uh, to tell what you know, what you've seen, what you've borne witness to. And, um, you know, to the other survivors out there, I just want to encourage you, uh, to some of you that are waiting to find help or to get connected with help god is with you and and i'll tell you what um we are at bride ministries working on creating solutions as fast as we can um with with, with excellence and with decency and order and so um you know and i believe that god is raising others up as well so, Robert, again, thank you so much. And uh, did you have any last thoughts before we close this program?
2: You're welcome, and as usual, it is a pleasure to be on your show. And I must say, the last topic, I had a hard time to talk about it, the rituals because, yeah, it brought up flashbacks again, but I do feel it need to be talked about. So um, I'm glad that you gave me the opportunity again to talk about it. and. I hope to be back in the future again, and there's still much more to talk about concerning other survivors out there. As Daniel already said, if you had memories like this and you feel you have been also under programming MK Ultra or any any of the other, and you you feel you you need help, yes, there are a few uh, avenues to go by and bright ministries is one of them, and I certainly would advise you uh, to make contact with Bride Ministries or even a few of the other ministries out there who are also specialised in this, because there is a solution to this. and But the only solution, in my opinion, is through the counselling that some of the ministries uh, offer for you, like Bride Ministries. If you want to think oh i can kind of do it through the secular counseling uh, circuit i would say good luck but you will not be set free because those avenues are deeply infiltrated what i know from my own uh, from my own knowledge what i have been taught so the only way how you in my opinion you can be set free is through jesus christ Amen. and the only way through that is is like Bright ministries and a few of the other ministries out there like them. So that is, yeah, my last word, what I want to say to your listeners, especially to the survivors. But yes, there is hope out there. I have to say also, it's not gonna be an easy way. If you think I going to be healed within a year and it's gonna be easy, no way. It's gonna be tough at times. Mm. So I keep that in mind, but on the other hand, it is worth it because you will be set free at the end of the journey, and you can hopefully then start and integrate your life into a normal life without all the the all the flashbacks and everything else and also if you are multiple, yes, all your multiples can be merged all into one mm. if that is what you desire of course as Daniel also said to us sometimes that it may be even good and maybe one or two who are maybe not integrated as I have seen also with others but in the end there is uh, help out there and so you only have to take the step and the courage of course to, to, uh, to take this on to this journey but it is certainly worthy to do it and worth it at least in my opinion I believe otherwise I wouldn't be here talking about it myself, and I must say, I am grateful to a few people, uh, the people know who I'm talking about anyway, who brought me in the end, who or who brought Daniel in our lives, and I am very grateful for that, that uh, Jesus Christ brought him in my life, and through this, that uh, Daniel came in our life, and we started... Since 2000, since March 2014, our journey, and I must say, I'm very grateful for that because otherwise, I would have still been uh, wandering in the dark, so to speak, mm-hmm. uh, without any help uh, on on any healing. But well. the journey is it, it is not an easy journey, but I can tell people it is certainly worth it
1: thank you for that so Robert. yeah that
2: was my final word for now and I hope to be and I hope to be back next time and uh, what I said there is still a ton of other subjects or even a continuation of some of the things that we talked about now
1: there's a, and, a lot more to talk about and yes, so
2: and I want to wish your listeners also a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year <laughs> and hope to see them uh, next year back
1: alright well folks that's all we got for you today thank you so much Robert for all the wonderful things you've said and until next time God bless and God speak
0: Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall is the premier radio program designed to center you on the kingdom of God to equip you with faith in Jesus Christ and to unveil the truth behind the lies. This program has been a production of Bride Ministries. You can find us at www.bridemovement.com. At our website, you can contact us, access resources, and support us with donations. We need partners in order to continue to produce our vision which is to promote unity in the body of Christ worldwide and assist in the creation and development of sheep nations. Partner with us and be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Until next time, God bless and Godspeed.